Let me see you put them up. Reach the skies, touch the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog. One time for the underdog. I'm Patrick Bedevi, host of IT and today we're going to talk about 25 business lessons to learn from mobsters and the mafia. There's a reason why when you ask many CEOs and entrepreneurs what is their favorite movie of all time, you'll hear them say Godfather 1 and Godfather 2. You know why? Because every element of what a CEO and an entrepreneur goes through is in those two movies. Practically every one of them, minus all the killing and all that other stuff. Every one of those things an entrepreneur goes through. So let me cover with you some of the points I got here that you can learn from some of these mafia bosses, mobsters, and some of them are even criminals that they build their empire. Number one, negotiation. By far, if there's one thing they are very good at is negotiation. Whether it's negotiation when it's at court, negotiation with their enemies, negotiation with their employees, negotiation with their teams, negotiation with their customers, they have to be a good negotiator in order for them to make it. Sometimes they have to negotiate with an enemy that wants to kill them and put them out of business. It's like you having to negotiate with a competitor of yours that's locally putting you out of business. How do you figure out a way to make it work with them? Number two, they have some of the most unorthodox strategies that they use that's not conventional. Everybody's trying to do the conventional way. They use different strategies. If these guys were in war, they'd be a Napoleon type of a strategy or a Sun Tzu type a guy because they don't do what everybody else does. Number three, surprising their competition. They're famous for surprising their competition. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, boom, something happens. They weren't expecting this thing to take place. You see this happen in Silicon Valley all the time. You see this happen in business all the time. You see CEOs, competitors, Ford, surprising Chevrolet. You'll see this happen when McDonald's surprising Burger King or Pepsi surprising Coke. It happens all the time. The biggest ones do this all the time. Number four, they're experts at putting a team together. If you look at some Somebody, a criminal that goes out and gets the job done, they know. It, just think about the movie Ocean's Eleven. Do you notice how many different personalities that get recruited? It's not the same strength. One is technology, one is transportation, one is connection, one is the charmer, one is the looks, one is the deceit. They have so many things that they know we need a good team to put together to go out and get the job done. The same happens with business as well. Number five, selling a vision. They're always selling a vision. Number six, paying commission. Listen, the story of Paul Castellano. He was known for only being a business guy and keeping a lot of the money to himself. You know what eventually happened in front of Sparks uh, restaurant in New York? We all know what happened. He got shot by Gallo, Joey Gallo, who was working for Sammy the Bull, who was working with John Gotti because he wasn't willing to pay commission. The same goes in business. I see a lot of stingy CEOs, a lot of stingy sales representatives that don't pay a lot of commission to their people. And they're wondering why they constantly lose their people. You gotta pay your people properly for them to stick around, knowing you take care of them as well. Number seven, there's a lot of value in being liquid. You see a lot of people pitching, you putting all your money in everywhere. They didn't work that way. They had cash. When things came up, they knew how to move. The same goes with bigger companies. There's a reason why Apple is always known for having a lot of cash. Apple is so stingy. They have $60 billion in the bank for what? Because I like this, they can buy beats. Like this, they can buy another company because they have the cash to be able to do that. The same goes with them as well. Number eight is keeping your word. If you do not keep your word with the people you work with in that world, you are not going to be around for a long time. The same goes with business. You need to build a team around you that you know if they say they're going to do something, they come through and pull it off, right? Number nine is very, very, very big. And that's about loyalty. You see, they use the word rat. That is the terminology they use. And in their world, if they have a rat on their team, that person gets killed. By the way, in the world of business, if you have a rat in your company and they go and rat out numbers of yours to your competitors, 
you have to fire them immediately before they put you out of business. Immediately, enemy of the state, number one, is a rat in your company. Fire them and move on. Number 10, they have trusted advisors. Some call them conciliaries, which means what? It's an advisory board. I can go out there and talk to them and say, should we do this? Should we not do this? What do you think about this? Is this a power play? Should we put our money here? Should we fire this guy? What should we do? The same thing goes with business. You got to make sure you have trusted advisors around you that are giving you the right direction. Number 11, collaboration with other families. They find ways to collaborate with other people. Hey, this business here we're starting, what about if we do this together and we make money on this and you make money on this, but you bring help on this side, we bring help on this side, that becomes a collaboration. Hey, on this market over here, I know you're good in this side of the business, I'm good at this side of the business, what about we figure out a way to work together and do collaboration? No problem. They're very good at collaboration, especially the ones that go higher and higher. Collaboration really all it does is it speeds up you getting to the top faster is what it is, right? Next, number 12. Recruiting. They're masters of recruiting. They're constantly recruiting. They're constantly selling the dream of what could happen if you're part of the family. You're going to get protection. You're going to be part of it for a long term. We're going to make a difference. We're going to have power. We're going to have freedom. We're going to do all this other stuff. Similar things happens in business when some of those conversations are happening. You better believe when you work for Google, you have a big backing. You better believe when you work for Apple, you got a big backing. You better believe when you're working with Amazon, you got a big backing. These things takes place. The same goes with them as well. Number 13, stay in ahead of the curve. They're always curious. What's going on over here? What are they doing in this place? Tell me about this part here. They have people that are out there going and doing footwork. Maybe you could call it that, but they're going out there researching. Hey, what if we did this? What's this guy doing? What is going on over here? Did that guy start a business? Are they thinking about opening this new product? Did they go into that state? Did they go into that new market? There's always that taking place for them to know what's next in the marketplace so they can be on the edge as well. Number 14, face-to-face -face communication. A lot of times, has this ever happened to you where you text somebody and you're having a serious conversation, but maybe your level of seriousness is five, but your tone in your text sounds like a nine, the other person's thinking it's a 10. But you're just talking to them as a five because that's just your tone, the way you text. They like face-to-face -face because face-to-face, -face, I don't like it, but this is how I say it. I don't like it. And on text it says, I don't like it. It's a big difference. They like to do face-to-face. -face. Let's sit down and figure out a way to get this thing done, right? Instead of text. Next, backing each other up. You got to back me up. I'm going to back you up. If I call a shot, you're going to back me up. If you call a shot because you have a history of backing me up, guess what? I am definitely back you up but we got to back each other up because there's a certain thing about you want a lot of power you want a lot of influence it comes with a group of people backing each other up if you want to be a solo guy you can be a solo guy but you're probably not going to have a lot of backup right 16 hustle and grind it's constantly hustle and grinding because if you don't someone's trying to put you out of business same game here the same thing that happens in the world of business number 17 you got to know the world you live in what do i mean by this you see criminals know that there is a thin line between you and your competitors your competitors are going to talk to you. it's going to be all good but if they have a way to get a bigger piece of the pie than you, they're going to do it. If they got a way to get one of your best guys to go represent them, they're probably going to do it. The same goes in the world of business. You can have a good relationship and a bond with another CEO who's a competitor, but if that guy can get your best engineer, he's probably going to get your best engineer. That's the line between competitors. Pat Riley can have a relationship with Popovich, but if Pat Riley has an opportunity to pick up Kawhi Leonard, of course he's going to do it. That's the same exact thing in the world that they're in, as well as the world in the world of business. 18, willing to fight for your turf. You got to fight. You're going to be bullied. People are going to push you around. And one of the things about bullies, if they bully you, you don't stand up, they're going to do it again because they know you're afraid. But if they bully you, you stand up, they're going to say, we can't mess with this company. Number 19, they go for huge payoffs. There's a lot of petty criminals that go for small things like stealing, you know, stuff out of your car for a $500 speaker or stereo sound. For what? Some of these guys go for the bigger payoffs, right? I interviewed Michael Francisi and one of the things Michael Francisi, right now, if you go on YouTube, you type in the word mafia on YouTube. It's the first video that typically pops up. 
up, it'll say highest paid mafia boss tells the truth about the life. He went after the oil and gas business and he started making a lot of money. Based on the numbers, he's saying he was making anywhere between four to eight million dollars per week as an earner. The point is he went for the bigger payoffs. In the world of business, if you go for the smaller payoffs, you may make a 50 grand, you may make a hundred thousand dollars, you may make a quarter million dollars. You got to go for the bigger payoffs is what you got to do because that's what they're thinking about as well, right? Number 20, you got to respect and value other people's assets. Just look at what happened with Bernie Madoff. Here's a guy that's got a reputation in New York. Everybody knows this guy. Massive building. I was there when he went down the day everybody talked about it, but he didn't respect other people's money. He ends up losing everything. That last name, the Madoff last name is so bad, his son ended up committing suicide just because of father's decision being made because there was no respect for other people's money. You don't respect your investors' money when they give you money for your business. Guess what happens in your business? Go try searching for some other money later on business. It's not going to happen because you didn't respect somebody gave you money to go out there and run your business. Number 21, creativity. There's creative financing like back in the days in the mortgage business. They used to say, we do creative financing. I kept saying, what is creative financing? Well, we do creative financing. Let's just say we can get you approved for this million dollar loan. But tell me what you mean by this creative financing. Look, listen, instead of saying you make $180,000, we can put $620,000. Instead of saying you have $50,000 in the bank, we can tell them you have $500,000 in the bank. We can do creative financing. Don't worry about it. That's not what I'm talking about with creative finances. I'm talking about there's creative ways. Get your business positioned in a way that has an edge over your competitors. By the way, Elon Musk is creative. Jobs is creative. Bezos is creative. They found creative ways to position themselves to move up their empire, whatever industry they were in, so they compete with the marketplace. But you got to get creative. Number 22, rituals. Criminals have rituals. They think about mafia families, they have rituals. There are certain things that you do. You don't cross the line with this. You don't do this with that. You don't do anything with the wives. You don't do anything with the sisters. You don't do anything with the daughters. There are certain rituals you follow, and the same goes with business. Every company I know has certain rituals that cannot be broken. When you work over here at the home office, we have certain rituals. Anytime I bring new executives, one of the first things we talk about is these are the rituals we follow. Do you have any problems with these rituals? Uh, that one thing is a little bit weird. I know it's weird, but I want to tell you up front because we're not compromising this. This is who we are. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with that, but it is a little bit weird. I understand, but it's what we're doing. Same goes with that as well in the world of business. Number 23, having a succession plan. Who's going to power next after you? Who's going to run the show after you? Are you already looking for it? Do you know what you're looking for? Do you know what's going to happen when you're no longer there? Do you know who's going to run the company? Do you know if you give it to your 28-year-old son, who is, has no clue what it is to work 80 hours a week. He's just daddy's son, but he wants to come and run the company. Do you know that 60% of your employees are going to leave if you give it to him? Do you know that? Is it too early? Is the timing well? What do you want to do? What are people saying about it? Have you gone to a school? Have you read the books? Have you had an advisor tell you how to properly do a succession plan? Have you spoken to three people that did it the right way, three people that did it the wrong way? Are you prepared for all that other stuff? If you are, great. If you're not, this is what happens when a succession plan has gone wrong. Company collapses because the power was given to the wrong person following the original founder. 24, lead by example. See, if you do it right, you'll have your nephew, your niece, your kids, your daughters, your family. People will say, I want to grow up and have the kind of influence that my auntie has. I want to grow up and I want to be an entrepreneur like my uncle. I want to grow up and be like my father. I want to grow up and be like my sister. I want to grow up and be like my brother because you've done it right where you've set the example for somebody else want to follow your footsteps. And last but not least, out of control greed. This is one thing you got to learn. What I mean by out of control greed, everybody is greedy. I don't know a single person that's not greedy. Everybody is greedy. In every aspect of our lives, we're greedy. And by the way, every time you talk about the topic of greed, someone's always going to tell you, I'm not that greedy. Everybody else is greedy. Every 
everybody's greedy to a level, but then there's a different level of greed. And by the way, this next level of greed is what typically follows a massive fall and legacy collapses. You gotta know if you're getting close to that out of control greed, because sometimes you may not even know about it, they're getting to this place here, because typically when you get to this place here, these things shut off. You don't listen to anybody. All you're doing is listen to yourself. You just hear yourself, you don't hear anybody else, right? When you get to that level. When you get to out of control greed, you have to be so careful, because like this, the 22 years of you put into this business to build it can be gone. The seven years of 80 hour weeks you put into that business can be gone because of out of control greed. You gotta make sure you have those things in place as well. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid, and I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody, bye-bye.